On the program today, I'm pleased to welcome David Princeton. He is the principal consultant with Advocate Claim Service. Hello, David. Hi, Jeff. Pleasure to be here. Glad to have you. I know today we're going to talk about how nice it is as an owner of a restoration company to be able to work with adjusters and get all the attention you need from insurance companies. Wait, is that true? Uh, not necessarily, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm done with that. The topic is the challenges faced in the industry. So we're going to get into that. But first, uh, David, tell us a little bit about what you do with RIA. Sure. Uh, with RIA, I'm going to be a speaker at their virtual tech conference coming up on November 2nd. And uh, otherwise, I support their members through providing technical insurance knowledge and risk management advice through CNR Magazine. Well, thank you for what you do for the industry and for this recording today. And we are going to talk about the challenges with restoration, uh, business owners, insurance adjusters. Sounds like a topic you're going to develop at the conference. And if people are watching this after the conference, that's okay. The content is great. So uh, tell us just how tough is it out there in the restoration field, especially when it comes to insurance companies? Sure. So the one of the main challenges that I see when contractors are calling me, it's that the adjusters don't seem to be listening to them. And the uh, challenge is, is that when a contractor is describing it that way, to me, they're making a fundamental mistake, right? The mistake is, is that you think by talking, somebody has to listen. And what we go through and what I'm actually going to take people through at the RIA conference coming up next week is that the best way to get somebody to listen is to ask them questions. Okay, that makes sense. Um, what's, what's the roadblock with the communications between restoration contractors and adjusters? Why is this even an issue when both should work together? Yeah, so the funny thing is, is that um, when the when the roadblocks come up, what ends up happening is, is, is they stop focusing on the interests, right? So, and they start focusing on their positions. So the interest should be to put that policyholder back into their pre-loss condition, right? So what they had before this fire or water or other covered peril occurred. The challenge is, is that people end up focusing on their positions and the position is something and they can recognize when they are entering into a position, they say, da, 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 because of X, Y, Z. And the moment you start saying, because you're launching into a position, you're giving somebody some type of information or piece of authority that supports is supporting um, whatever came before it, right? So you should pay more for this because of X. The challenge is, is that positions are often falling on deaf ears. And what I suggest and what I take people through in this conference is an exercise where that you actually ask key questions. So for example, if the adjuster is saying that they can't pay for something, you wanna ask them why, so that you gain an understanding, right? And you want the other side, you want the adjuster to explain their positions and their um, uh, information because it's through listening to them explain their reasoning that you then get to ask those key questions that either put your information back into the adjuster's mind or you're going to get information out of them that helps you better understand where they're coming from, right? All that to say this, there's a caution if the adjuster is relying on coverage and they're relaying a coverage position, I would caution contractors into wandering into those territories. They could be outside of their license as a contractor. And that's where you would need somebody who's an adjuster 
um, to ultimately have that conversation. Well, it sounds like a good strategy to embrace to make all that happen. Any other tips you would offer maybe the way to get that conversation going? So the, the best way to get that conversation going is to start with trying to identify what the interests are of the adjuster. So, for example, when the adjuster says something to the effect of, you know, my supervisor's never going to approve this, right? What they just identified to you is their interest is to get the supervisor something that they can approve. So that follow-up question is, is, is what do you anticipate your supervisor objecting to? And now all of a sudden you didn't make the conversation personal. You've, you've shifted it off to the side where it's now this supervisor that is yet to enter the scene. But now the adjuster can speak to the quality metrics that they're looking for in their estimates. And that's where you can start to have that conversation and start to kind of pin down and narrow down where the actual discrepancies are. Well, it sounds um, like a plan. Thank you, David. Thank you, Jeff. Pleasure to be here.